Dr. Peaky. Welcome to the Peaky channel. Today, it's time to peek in. On the last peek in episode, I left you all with a note on my medical condition. Is it life ending? No. Is it disabling? Yes, it could be. Is it chronic? Yes. The scary part is, as my title suggests, there's no cure. Let's jump into it. Good evening. How is everyone? I'd love to know. Have you had a chance to check out my YouTube channel yet? Go take a look. It's at Dr. Peaky or D-R-P-E-K-E. Support me and subscribe. As I went over last time, one of my motivations behind creating the YouTube channel is to provide a space where followers can engage with me. Unfortunately, RSS.com, which is currently my podcast host, does not offer that feature where people can come and comment, review, and send me a note. Hence, I'd love for everyone to come say hi on my YouTube. Come see how I grow. Non-podcast videos are in the works. I'm working hard to become more entrepreneurial and less confined in my once conventional self. That was how I was raised, that was all I knew, but now I'm excited to say that I'm stepping out of my old world and in with the new. Now, onto my medical condition. My symptoms were and are so nonspecific that it wasn't a quick diagnosis. It took quite some time to come to a likely diagnosis, not even a confirmed one. There's really no way to definitively confirm what I have. Mysterious, right? Let's start with my symptoms. I began noticing something was not right after my symptoms of burnout surfaced. My belly was bloated often before, but not to this degree. It just kept growing and growing. My weight increased by the day. I had gone up to adding 7 to 8% of my normal weight. If I hadn't used some interventions, I'm pretty sure it would have gone farther than that. Soon, it was coupled with abdominal pain and days where I was very constipated. Sorry for the TMI for those who aren't in healthcare. We don't consider anything as TMI. Exercising also became harder and harder to do. I used to run several miles easily on the treadmill. Suddenly, completing just one was unfathomable. It felt like every leap I made on the run, the large amount of fluid in my abdomen would feel like a big bubble that wouldn't pop. It felt so weird, indescribable. It was clear to me that there was some obvious inflammation going on, but I couldn't put a finger on the cause. That went on for a while, and even to this day, I'm not sure if I am confident with my conjectures. Shortly after that burst of symptoms, I felt thirsty all the time, as if my stomach was hogging all the water and bloating the hell out of me. The rest of my body, I guess, wasn't getting any of the water I've been downing because it was pooling in my abdomen. To top that, I already couldn't eat much on a normal basis, and now 
I could barely eat one or two tiny meals before I'd get too full to fit any more in. Each day was difficult. I recall just barely getting through work due to extreme fatigue. I couldn't sleep well either. To add to that, I experienced bouts of diarrhea too. I look back and laugh at it now, how uncontrollable it would be. My stools would also change color all the time, brown to green to orange to yellow. I wouldn't be surprised if it turned red one day. <laughs> that was my life for eight months, in and out of clinic visits, ED visits, therapists. I was referred to a gastroenterology clinic because there was only so much my primary care provider could do for me. The in-house one that I was initially referred to had a backlog of 8 to 10 months. I didn't think I could wait around that long, so I went ahead and visited one where I had a higher copay at. Not surprisingly, I was not given any new information. Since there isn't a definitive way to diagnose this condition that I thought I had, the standard was to rule out other diseases until you get to this one. The only diagnosis I haven't explored yet is for SIBO, or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, a condition that manifests with very similar gut issues. It's a breath test that has to be done by gastroenterology. If I had chosen to do this at that out-of-network clinic, my copay would have been astronomical. So I waited and waited to be seen by the in-house clinic only to eventually leave my last job. And I never got to do it. Take a guess at what I have. And for you all who have no idea, the winning assumption for the diagnosis is what's called IBS irritable bowel syndrome. It's a common disorder that can develop for multiple reasons and signifies that your bowels are literally irritated. It can completely destroy the diet you once had and affects your quality of life to varying degrees. For me, at the minimum, it's been a moderate to severe game changer. For others, it can be a condition that flips your world upside down entirely. It's one that requires lifestyle changes, including diet, exercise, and avoiding stress. Practically speaking, that may mean that you should completely avoid trigger foods if your reactions are severe. It could also mean that if you get stressed emotionally and or mentally, you can expect an IBS flare that can last days at a time. This prolonged discomfort is something many have trouble coping with, including myself. What's more, I've had to buy new jeans and have been only able to fit into my stretchy and larger sized pants. This got me depressed. I'm the type to get easily disheartened when I gain weight or see that my clothes got tighter on me. A major reason is because I direly abhor exercising. It's a true abomination. I do it only because as humans we have to, to stay healthy and all that. Never ever because I enjoy it. 
If there's a way to shave off fat with no exercise, sign me up, please. I can't be the only one rooting for this. Here's a hot tip if you're the same. Try playing a sport with someone. It's an activity that most have a better time tolerating since it involves engaging with friends and that's fun. I'll add certain exercise classes to the list too. I personally really like going to boxing classes where the punching bags are cushiony enough that my fists don't hurt beneath my boxing gloves no matter how aggressive I go. It was one of my solutions to blowing off steam when I'd get so angry at my supervisor. I would picture him on the teardrop looking boxing bag and just punch, punch, punch like there's no tomorrow. You might have guessed it. <laughs> it's the one I talked about in episode 3. Yeah, he gets me animated. There's always gotta be that one manager that stimulates you, isn't there? <laughs> Anyways, while taking these classes, you can 1. Punch away stress 2. Burn calories and 3. Take them with friends, making it all the while worth it. Before we close out, let's quickly review IBS and its three different forms. There's IBS-D, which is mostly diarrheal symptoms, or IBS-C, which is mostly constipation symptoms, and lastly, IBS-Mixed, which is a bit of both. Occasionally, you'll see patients who convert between the constipation and diarrhea types as well like myself. All the IBS drugs on the market in the US are not to treat the disease, but to treat the symptoms, hence why there's no cure for IBS yet. In fact, they're limited to relieving only certain symptoms at that. And some of them, although they're approved by the FDA, don't even work. That's a wrap for this IBS episode. For next time, did I tell you that I've woken up in the OR before in the middle of my procedure? I can't wait to share too. I'll talk to you on the next one. Bye for now.